You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 354. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, and the legend, he's Alex. Dude, you fucked up the number. 354. No, not at all. So Get the hell out of here. Dude, you fucked it up. How could you do that? Don't fuck with me. It's 354. Guys, did he fuck it up or not? I don't know. It says 354 on the dock. <laughs> yeah, like, that's believable. <laughs> with us he brings you awesome every single week i yield to no one you're making me look right now i can't follow that up i'm just i'm, I'm here the master of the dual screens he's steven fontana yo what up everybody i'm a little under the weather so i apologize in advance this is episode 354 thank you why are you fucking with me alex i don't know it would have been nice if the co-host would have jumped in with me and because because it's too easy tricky that's why you know, you know, I had a, a rather shitty day, and then the day got really, really, really good, and now Alice is fucking with me. He's trying to rain on my parade. It's the ebbs and flows of life. The yin, the yang, you know? Balance. Did you, did you bring your umbrella? Uh, umbrella, Ella, Ella. Um, all right, so. Totally ignored me. I, I, I answered you. He said, Ella, Ella, A-A. Wow, we're off to a good start. Hey, everybody, welcome to Trophy Wars. This is Proving Gamers PlayStation Podcast, where you can (laughs) listen uh, each and every, what is it, Wednesday, sometimes Thursday. We're running late on your podcast service (laughs) of choice, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. You can support us by going to ProvingGamer.com and clicking and reading articles and stuff like that and using the Amazon affiliate ads. Or you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash ProvingGamer. Before we get into the topics of the week and uh, and all of our wonderful segments, we're going to start off like we always do with our updated trophy counts. Tricky Mick, where are you? Level 36 total trophies of 9,204 with 93 Platinums. Booyah. Alex, where are you at? Level 30, 6,622 total trophies and 98 Platinums in 97 games. Yes, indeed. Yield. Yes, Tell us where you're at with your trophies. Oh, okay. Uh, that's the level... segment that starts the show. Well, really, because you started with you started with housekeeping, so I figured we were done with the show. Uh, <laughs> Stephen likes to do things a little differently. I, I know. Like let, I like to let people know what they're listening to, and just in case it's first time listeners and they hear us just saying nothing for the first thirty seconds of the show. Anyway, <laughs> level twenty six, a trophy count of fifty three thirty eight. And 83 Platinums. Beautifully done. I'm level 14, 1855 with 5 Platinums. And Sid is level 32 with 7,390 trophies with 122 Platinums. That's right, folks. If you remember correctly, uh, he got 5 Platinums in the span of a week. So kudos to you, Sid. Hopefully you have something interesting to share with us later on Sophie's Trophies. Uh, All right. So I want... Hold what? on, I gotta derail the show for a second. Of course you do. Woo woo! Uh, I- I'm sorry, but 
uh, I, I we need a moment of silence. I, we are all wrestling fans here, and over the last week, we've lost two great legends. Uh, we've lost Nikolai Volkov and uh, Grandmaster Sexay. So we need that moment of silence to honor them. Yes, you you are listening to uh, wrestling whores. Turn it podcast. up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we 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 pay homage. I mean, normally I've done the Undertaker music, but all right, now Steven, take over the show. We had the wow, moment of silence. That would be that would I think my. This is just weird. Okay, anyway. Um, all right, so before we get into our topics of the show, let's talk about what we've been playing. And I would like to start with Yield. Yield, what have you been up to, man? What have you been playing? So I've been playing some Rock Band 4. Ooh. I've finally. Been, finally, whatever. Listen, listen, listen here, mister. I can't play guitar. Um, I can play guitar. Not, not according to the scores. Uh, oh, that, snap. That was the goddess. Uh, listen, listen, everybody. He's... Throwing it off on somebody else. I fired up some Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris. And uh, fired up some Knack 2. Mm. Why? Because I enjoy platformers. They, they are enough. okay. Games. Oh, God. Turn that thing off. I can't turn the voice off of it. Why? Then don't use it. I'm not, I didn't, I'm act, not I didn't activate it. Not I didn't activate it. I okay. have no idea why it's activated. Uh, Alex, uh, I'm going to make this easy on you. I've been playing nothing this week. It's been way too crazy with my uh, daughter's first birthday and family in town and uh, all that other stuff. So what have you been playing, Alex? Uh, congrats to Sweet Mama P on her first year Thank of you. Uh, living that life. It's really an achievement by me and my wife because we somehow kept another one of these things alive for a year. It's amazing. Champions. Experts, <laughs> gold medalist, baby keeper, alivers. Indeed. Uh, I've been playing the Mega Man X Legacy Collection because Ooh. if you know me and you've heard me talk about anything in the past two months, you've probably been annoyed by the fact that I've been talking about the Mega Man X Legacy Collection so fucking much. How many uh, uh, have you beaten so far? Uh, I've beaten X Mega Man X, and I'm working on X2. I've never played X2 and X3, so okay. I'm particularly excited to play those. Um, well, I guess... Uh, I'm playing X2 right now, so um, I've played Mega Man X4 before. One thing I will say about this collection, I know it's gotten some like hit and miss reviews. I will say that the performance on it, there's like lag in it sometimes in like both games so far that I played. I noticed it like the first boss I went after when I played Mega Man X was Chill Penguin. That's usually the first one I go after, and there was some serious lag in that. Um, so I don't know how Capcom fucks up Mega Man games, which are SNES games brought to the PS4. I really don't think they put any special bells and whistles on this, so... Um, but, I mean, I enjoy playing them. They're fun games. They will always be fun games, so I'm having a great time. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm making my way through X2, uh, then X3, and then X4. So, I will say that this was, like, a question on the Trophy Horse page, wondering if you could buy the collection separately or if you had to buy them all the same, because I think the disc version you have to buy, you get both collections for 40 bucks. Correct. Uh, on the PSN, you can buy, you can download them separately. So you can pay nineteen ninety nine for the Mega Man X Legacy Collection, and then nineteen ninety nine for the Mega Man X Two or Legacy Collection Two, which I would recommend again not paying for the second collection because the games just aren't worth it. But indeed, so um, on the PSN we... you can you can uh, um, buy them separately. And I will say uh, the Mega Man Legacy Collection had some really fucked up trophies. 
the Mega Man X Legacy Collection, it it's getting really old saying that. Um, but the X Collection, they do have some really awesome trophies, like killing a boss a certain way, um, collecting all the armor parts, collecting all the heart tanks. So it's not just all like, you got to beat this challenge, you got to beat this challenge. So you get more than one trophy for beating the game, unlike in the Mega Man Legacy Collection. So the trophies are much better around, much better this time around. That is encouraging to all Mega Man fans and trophy hunters, or whores, as it were. Um, we, on Nintendo Dual Screens, we had the owner of RockmanCorner.com, which is an all-Mega Man website. And I believe what he ascertained was that both collections, both the Mega Man collection and the X collections, they purposefully kept the uh, slowdown and all that stuff in it because it's part of its quote-unquote charm. And actual speedrunners use those those slowdowns and whatever to their advantage. Um, I guess they just learned how to play the game a certain way, and so they just decided to keep doing that. I'm pretty sure that was also... It, I know for sure it's the case for the uh, regular leg- Legacy Collection, but I'm pretty sure they did that for X as well. Gotcha. Uh, I, guess, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I don't... I, I think it's dumb. I'm with you on this one. Like, if you're going to keep putting out these games, at least make them prettier and run better but whatever that's just yeah me. but it's but like you said it's part of the charm i mean this is this is what the pay- game everybody remembers now granted there is something to you know making it look pretty and run better but this is what we all remember and this is the legacy collection it's not the remastered edition it's not the remade edition this is the legacy right so so they, they graphics wise they need to keep it the same because I, I love the snes style to this day it's still beautiful it's one. Of, it's like a timeless console where I think pretty much any other console you play is going to age. Where the SNES, like I think it has aged better than any console so far. I mean, you there was the whole, um, you know, Sega. Even you go back and play Sega consoles, they're still not as good looking as the SNES. So the SNES holds up. These games look great the way they are. Even Mega Man X Four still looks really good. So leave them the way they are. But performance wise, I mean, like okay, speedrunners, whatever, but. If you need that lag to help your time, are you really, like, that good? Why can't you just speedrun the game normally without any lag? So I, I, they should take the lag out, most definitely. I agree. Uh, Tricky, what have, you, what have you been playing? I've only played three games all week. Uh, Fallout Shelter, I'm down to my last trophy, my last luck trophy. I just have to collect uh, some more legendary weapons, and I have that platinum. Uh, I've also been playing Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Uh, I've been struggling with it. I just, uh, it's the game. Either I'm starting to really suck at games or it's a lot harder than I remember. <laughs> starting. <laughs> <laughs> you're not funny. Um, okay, well, hold on, Tricky. Where are you? Are, are you are playing Mega Man X? Is that what you're struggling with so far? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's not so much that, like, I, I really have a hard time. It's just... The timing just seems like a little off. Like, I'm hitting the button to fire, and he's not firing right away. When I'm jumping, he's not jumping right away. Uh, there's actually a part, and I think you, if you, uh, if you remember, if you know the game well enough, there's a part in one of the levels where you have to jump off of, you have to jump off this ledge, and you have to use the, the head upgrade to go up and uh, get the next upgrade. Yeah, that's in Flame yeah. Mammoth stage. Right. It took me 20 minutes to make that jump because I just couldn't time it right. That is a difficult jump, but as far as any other time, like, I haven't had any issues with responsiveness as far as the buster and the, um, 
the jumping goes. I will say that one thing that really pissed me off is I got the Hadouken, which is the special move uh, paying homage to Ryu and Street Spoiler! So I got uh, the Hadouken, which is a pretty much a one-shot kill on any boss, including Sigma. Um, but there were times when I would fire at Sigma, it would hit him, and it would go briskly through him, and he would come and hit me, and the fight would continue. Um, so with the Hadouken, I did experience like a little bit of like unresponsiveness or you know maybe i wasn't just doing it quick enough but for me that was a kind of a difficult move to pull off at times especially against sigma have you tried the uh the challenge mode yet where you fight the two bosses at the same time no i haven't Uh, but a tip i don't know if this is kind of a thing but i beat the first level level of sigma's like castle or whatever you want to call it the sigma levels Uh, i beat the spider saved um, and then got back out, and when I went back to load the game, it started me from the level, from the beginning of the spider's level, and I didn't have the Hadouken anymore. I had to go back into Armored Armadillo's stage and get the Hadouken. So if you get the Hadouken and you go to Sigma's levels, make sure you have time to go through all the levels because it might reset you at the first level if you don't complete the game after you get to Sigma's levels. Pro tip. And the last game I've been playing is, uh, I've been playing Rock Band 4 on stream singing, uh... I'm I'm doing it for extra life donations. Uh, if anybody sees me streaming, the the standard rule is one dollar donation. I sing whatever song I have. If for a five dollar donation, I'll buy the song and download it and sing it. So if you catch me doing that, that's what I'm doing. Indeed, and I already mentioned that I it's been a very slow gaming week for me, so I have nothing to add to the conversation. Um, so let's get right into our topics then, shall we, gentlemen?s we ready for this wonderful... You're, uh, you're leading the show there, Killa. Yes, indeed. So, remember that whole Detroit uh, Quantic Dream situation where there was uh, employees that had um, quit and then filed suit of unfair uh, or, like, un... I forget what the exact term they used was. Um, but effectively, there was some harassment going on in the office and then uh, Quantic Dream... They came out and basically had said, no, that's that's false. None of that ever happened. Well, guess what? They uh, they lost the case, one of the cases over the harassment, um, which is kind of shocking uh, considering how um, adamant they were about denying that these allegations happened. Obviously, you have, you know, I'm sure legal got involved. I'm sure Sony had something to say about it, but um this is coming from Variety, uh, just, to, just to give you a, a little bit of what the update is on this. <clears throat> so, Aquatic Dream, uh, they lost their cart battle over employee complaints of harassment. The news was tweeted by a French journalist, uh, Nicola, Nicolas Tursev, I guess. Um, quote, Quantic Dream lost a labor court suit against one of the employees... Excuse me, against one of the employees at the heart of the photo montage affair from the beginning of the year. That was with, uh, there was drawings or whatever, just like collages made up, like really inappropriate of people who work Photoshopped images. Yeah, it was like photoshopped images of like female employees doing not so nice things. Um, uh, Scrolling down a little bit here, David Cage, the founder of Quantum Dream, denied the allegations. Um... He, quote, you want to talk homophobia, work with Ellen Page, who is fighting for LGBT rights, Cage said in a statement to LeMond. Uh, you want to talk racism, we could work with Jesse Williams on civil rights in the in the USA. Judge might work. Um, obviously, the courts did not agree in this particular case, and uh, that's where we stand now. So this thing is going to continue to unfold. I believe, uh, it does not say it in this article, but I believe that 
a couple of other cases were already dismissed about this, um, so they didn't necessarily lose all of the cases against them. But um, this is a definitely a bombshell for for the developer for David Cage for coming out and vehemently denying it. And obviously, this is a problem. Uh, I'll kick it over to Tricky. I want to get your thoughts on this thing. Um, do you think this is going to be a long term problem, or you think this is kind of a wait till the dust settles and then we'll move on from there. Well, I mean, cases like this, the it's always touchy. And, uh, when you talk about things like this, because there are people out there that would claim, uh, that they were harassed or whatnot. And they really weren't, they're looking for attention, but then you have the flip side, which I agree with so much that, you know, when somebody makes an allegation like this, you, you almost have to take them at their word until they're pr- it's proven otherwise because then you're victim blaming and shaming and all that stuff. I mean, from what they're saying is that there was a photo montage and that's what's really uh, at the heart of the matter and that's what uh, caused people to be fired and whatnot. Uh, these The images were apparently they were released. Um, they were not put on Variety, and they said that some of the images may be graphic, not safe for work on these websites. So maybe over uh, in France they can be because of you know their uh, media allowances in pictures like that. Of course, in America we can't see them. Uh, I'm sure they're on the internet somewhere. Uh, but the point being is this is going to be a problem ongoing. Uh, all over the world. I mean, you you have to take allegations like this seriously, but you know when it rains it pours, and you're gonna you're gonna get people that are gonna see this for that. Uh, Quantic Dream lost their lawsuit, and then you're gonna have people that are just gonna look for their free money, and they're gonna throw their name in a hat, and you know they're gonna claim that they were a victim and all this other stuff. So it's it's things like this that like I I find it hard to talk about because I don't want to say that. These people don't have a right to talk about what offended them. But at the same time, you know, at what point do you stop the conversation and say, okay, Quantic Dream isn't as guilty as people are making them out to be? And so it's, it's, a, it's a hard topic to talk about. Okay. Uh, Alex, I'm going to let you chime in here. Um, I mean, I don't really know what else I can say. I mean, they lost the lawsuit, which looks really bad against Quantic Dream. Um, so I don't really, really know what I can add. Um, <clears throat> I think the, yeah. the the culture in general, in in the game the game development culture, um, needs to change, and that's not necessarily just in the United States, but this is proving that this is a an issue in different cultures all around the world, um, and. You you could you could say that oh you know the these cases open gates to people who put put it this way you are you are way you have a, a way higher percentage of a chance to prove somebody wrong that that something did didn't happen to them than you would to prove that they did so when these things come around that somebody was proved that they did. It's it, it usually holds a little bit more weight. Um, it's very easy to dismiss people's claims of harassment who um, weren't harassed. Um, <clears throat> but we do have, in this culture, we do have a um, very quick mob mentality, especially with the internet. So, like, any accusation blows up. Um, 
much like the James Gunn thing and all that stuff. So yeah, that, I, I wanted to talk about that for a second. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's simple enough. Is is somebody made a point to prove a conspiracy theory and used, you know, eight, nine, ten year old tweets to prove his theory, in which those tweets don't really make any sense to prove his theory but either way it was a system a systematic attack at a person to try and prove a bonkers off the wall you know underground sex ring theory the problem was that the it is much easier to to cut that person loose than it would be to prove that that stuff didn't happen and that's kind of i i think the the argument that tricky's trying to make is that what happens in these situations is the bosses or the people at the heads of these companies are it's quicker to get rid of the the, the perceived problem than it would be to to do that first than it would be to try and prove that person's innocence because it's a pr disaster and that stems from the like i had said the mob mentality of if 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 one person doesn't like something doesn't like somebody and they speak up and then and it turns out those other people don't maybe don't like that person or they don't like that sect of people for example a you know you get a lot of the 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 james gunn accusations came from a very specific publication they came from a very specific very very uh, right-wing conservative you know whatever publication so right right then and there because of where it came from there's a line in the sand and when there's a line in the sand there's people on one line in the sand that will blindly follow what that side says and there's the other side that that blindly follows the other side so i think to to your point tricky yes it, it, there it does quote-unquote open floodgates but the end result is what's important and the end result is that when people do something wrong they get punished when people accuse in uh with no evidence and no nothing is substantiated those people get punished and then when these things come out and they are true those people get punished and i think that's what, what we need to understand is that it takes a lot for those people to speak up when the situations are bad because of years and years and years of be of like being put down and and being shamed and all all this other stuff being blacklisted in many in many cases in Hollywood and stuff like that. So I think bringing up the issues is not a bad thing. It's just a matter of how these corporations deal with it internally before they just start making everybody just suffer for it and like you cut some cut the head off the serpent and like four more show up in its place. Yield, what what are your thoughts on the situation? You guys are pretty much hit the nail on the head. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I, I the only thing I want to say, like going back to the James Gunn thing, real quick, you know, y- you're right. the The tweets were years ago, and apparently, you know, at some point he actually apologized for it before he even made the first Guardians movie. But they still felt the need to like to separate themselves, and I understand their reasoning. But the entire cast, I, I don't know if you guys saw it today, they came out. And signed a letter saying that they fully support him. This is not who he is, and blah blah blah. You know, a lot of a lot of people say people can't change and whatnot, and I don't believe that. I believe people can change. People can, you know, something that the the, the, the tricky. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I think that Dad. I think there may be a misunderstanding, and this is what what the big common misunderstanding is. The tweets do not indicate that he is a pedophile. 
Be, right. What he has changed is the fact that he doesn't joke around about something like that is serious. That is what changed about him. He he was never a pedophile. Like this was not something that was like. But that's, but that's what, what but, they made him out to, but that, to but be. But that's what the article. Right. That's what the article did. The article said there's an underground child trafficking sex ring in Hollywood, and here's the proof. This guy can't stop talking about little boys, and he was like, "No, that's not what that was about. It was me being an edgy comic." No worse than George Carlin and his not you know crazy shit that he would say right. or Chris Rock or whoever. It was just edgy to the point where now fast forward to 2018 is kind of shitty and we don't really like those jokes in the public eye anymore. Which you know even back then six years ago five years ago whatever it was he apologized for him. So to, yes, ex- I just wanted to make sure that we know people change, but it's not it's not like we're changing a pedophile to a non pedophile. We're changing no, what, a bad comic into a self a, a, a like a comic well, no, no, with no. morals. <laughs> no, the the okay, yes, I everything you said I agree with, and like I understand. But what I'm the point I'm making is that <clears throat> something somebody said or did ten years ago, not that it was right then, but you can't. 10 years later, turn around and crucify him for it because that person is not the same person they were back then. I mean, sometimes, you know, I sometimes they are. Well, yeah. Yeah, right, you're sure, right. But sometimes but, but they, they are. they'll know that. They'll, <clears throat> they'll you know, uh, any any good company that does their due diligence would know that before they hire well, a person, and, which and is that, and that, evidence. And that's, one of the, and that's one of the things that was pointed out in James Gunn's firing was Disney either A knew about these tweets and didn't care or B Disney didn't do their job and do a complete background check on them, which I don't so, believe one bit. Cause you know, people who wear a costume in Disneyland go through a thorough two, right. week, two and a half week background. So, check, so, so I, I'm, I'm a little annoyed with Disney because obviously Disney knew about this. They didn't care, but now that they're getting some sort, you know, a tiny bit of bad press, now they gotta let this guy go, and that—that's the type of shit that pisses me off. Right. Well, there's something else that's gonna piss you off, and at least—at <laughs> least it pisses me off. But it—I don't know with you, with you guys that just get every trophy, every platinum you can get under the sun. Uh, maybe this the story doesn't really piss you off too much. So apparently, a developer released a Vita game with very easy trophies. So quote, a lot of people will buy it. I'm just going to read this first paragraph because it, it's going to tell you everything you need to know. Little no, 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 no. You're not, you're not allowed to read paragraphs. It, Alex will let a, you. Be, uh, listen, Th- this is going to give you the information. <laughs> Little Adventure on the Prairie, which was released in February for PS4 and Vita, it's not good. The game consists of walking from the left to the right, pressing the X button to swing a sword at everything you run into and occasionally hop over the invisible snags in the level geometry. Its creator didn't need it to be good, though. He just needed it to sell enough to fund his next, more ambitious project. And Little Adventure did sell enough because Little Adventure has easy trophies. Gentlemen, this is why I hate trophies. Never bought it. Okay. I have this platinum. Never bought it. (laughs) Now... With that being said, did I play it for the easy trophies? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Is it a good game? No. Absolutely. <laughs> but no. I, I, I was listening to a kind of funny podcast. Now, granted, I'm a week behind, so you know, this conversation happened uh, after last week's show. Um, there, are P- there are a lot of companies doing this that are making quick 
stupid games on the Vita and putting easy trophies in it so people would buy them. I ultimately don't have a problem with this. And it's not coming from, oh, I'm getting easy trophies. It's coming from, hey, you need to make money. Easy trophies appeals to gamers. It's being sold on the Vita, which essentially is trying to keep the Vita alive. I don't have a problem with this. Okay, yeah, well, I, I just, yeah, no. <laughs> no. I mean, listen, it's it's not a good game in any way, shape, or form, okay? <clears throat> I, I can't even try to justify it. It's, it's, it's a bad game. If your game would sell 1% of what it would normally sell if it didn't have trophies, if literally the only reason to own the game is for trophies, it's, that's dirty, that's gross. In my opinion, well, look at what look at the uh, what was it the one thousand images or game? Yes. the game that was pulled off the store. Yeah, that the developers of that game five star said, one thousand top rated. Right, they literally said they made that game solely for publicity for their website. Sure, and it and it worked. I th- I think you know the the, the problem with that game was that it was the same uh, solution to every puzzle. So all you really needed to know was three solutions, and you could get all the trophies. If they had done the work and just made it a little bit more difficult, I, I'm okay with that game. It, I mean, it's it's not a, it's not really a game. It's like it's a little puzzle thing. It's fine. It, it is what it is. But, you know, to the problem was that it was an easily solvable game, and once you did it once, you could do it all whatever it was times that you needed to do it. I think it was 20 times. Yeah, but but look at, look at like, Hitman Go or Lara Croft Go. Five minutes after that game was released, there was solutions on the internet of how to do every single thing and get every single trophy. Yeah, but they weren't like, all the same. That's the difference. No, they weren't all the same, but the, the point is is that whatever you like whatever a developer needs to do to make money to you know get their next project off the ground, you know, whether it be Kickstarter or selling Little Venture on the Prairie on the Vita. I, I honestly I don't have a problem with it. Alex? You got a problem with it? No, because, you know, like I said before, trophies, it's subjective. Whether they matter to you or not is subjective. You don't have to buy this game. You don't have to have it in your inventory on your your trophy list. So, And how many games out there are made with easy trophies to make them more appealing to people to buy them that just people just don't come out and say like, like this person did? There are so many games out there, shitty games with, um, you know, trophies, uh, easy trophies. There are so many, like, I don't know, I guess highly ranked games that have easy trophies. So, quite frankly, why does it matter in the end? Like, I'll say this now. Trophies are kind of a fucking stupid thing. When you think of it in the grand scheme of, like, the world and everything that goes (gasps) on. How dare you? (laughs) I mean, I will still get them. But because I enjoy playing video games and I like collecting things and I want to get 100% as best I can. But I mean, do trophies really matter? No. Do they, I mean, do they make you seem any more appealing to anyone you know? Do they make no. you a better person? No. So, no. Nope. See, see I, and I want, I want to read something else from this article real quick. Um, it says earlier this week, True Trophies, a site track and millions of PSN users' trophy information, shared a comparison of its data from the year. Uh, from the year the Vita was released in 2018, was released with 
the ones in 2018. What it found was that the trophy completion rate has gone way up, while the amount of time it takes on average to earn a trophy has fallen dramatically. Games like Uncharted, Golden Abyss, and Persona 4 wow. Golden have been, re- have been replaced with small indie games, most of them ported from the App Store, that no one's ever heard of. At the top of the list was Little Adventure on the Prairie. Yeah. Because every, every Sony handheld gets abandoned after a couple of years. But the thing is, is like, this, like, little, I, if I remember correctly, little adventure on the Perry, either cost 99 cents or 3.99. I don't remember. But small games like this, I mean, they said that the game literally took a week to make. Yeah, and so you know, for a week's worth of work, and they sold how many copies just because people wanted to get the quick trophies? So I, yeah, again, I don't have a problem with that, this. I mean, if you it, it, here, here's what I think is the what the the reason why it doesn't sit well with me is that you're advertising a game. If the game isn't a game, if the game isn't like good, then it your your game shouldn't sell. It it's kind of like the 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 uh, supply and demand the the demand here is for the trophies not for the game right well do you have a problem with a visual novel that literally all you do is read no because some people get some people enjoy that some people enjoy but that's not a visual that's novels. not a game no but they're not advertising it as a game tricky they're advertising it as a fucking visual novel that's the difference <laughs> if if this game said hey it's a it's a thing where you walk from one side to the other to get a platinum trophy. Help us fund our game. Help help us fund our next game. Okay, maybe that that makes more sense. That makes it a little bit more palatable. But there, but visual novels is a genre of video game. You know, and it's it's it, it it's a thing. People play that stuff. People play dating sims games. Like these things are are, are real. Um, this person or group or whatever decided to make the most rudimentary it's it's not even really a game because you don't you're not really achieving anything the only the only goal of this was for them to make money and for us to get trophies so at that point why don't you just say that why don't you say you know free trophy or whatever or one dollar platinum trophy game Okay. Well, that's basically that's what, five what star, that's what five star one thousand top rated they, said. They, right. That was exactly. the actual description exactly. was buy this for free or for a ten minute platinum for a ten minute platinum. platinum. I was right. like, I was like, bravo for being honest. Right. And and what did it get them? It got the game taken down because that's not right. Then that's the whole crux of the discussion is that it's not the it's not it's a kind of shitty thing to do i i applaud them for wanting to raise money for their next game but there are other ways to do that rather than you know preying on people who have a trophy addiction that's i guess that's the way i feel about it um all right let's move on to the next story so kotaku came out with a little article that was the the 12 best games for the playstation 4 okay and i want to see what we think about these games 12 games. The, now, the problem I have with this, I, I'm sure that you will all pick up on this. Okay. So, we have Horizon Zero Dawn, XCOM 2, The Witness, Near Autonoma, or Automata, whatever, however the hell you say it, Rocket League, The Witcher 3, Fortnite Battle Royale, no. Overwatch, Monster Hunter World, Bloodborne, Persona 5, God of War. Those are your 12 games. Um, does anybody else have issues that only four of these are exclusives? 
Does that not bother anybody? I take issue with the ah. fact that Bloodborne's on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that game, the game, okay. I understand why people like it, but that is not a well-designed game because you have to grind through the different areas of the city in order to beat the boss. No matter how good you are, you'll never be able to beat the boss on your first run. That's not good game design. I don't know. I'd be Cleric Beast on my first run. Okay, well, I'm talking. He's not. He's an optional boss. He's not like a main boss. I guess. Did you fe- beat Father Gascon on your first try? No, it took me at least a dozen. I mean, but I fe- didn't. But I didn't level up beforehand. I would just keep going after him. But um, do you do you feel yeah. like that? Like having to grind, like not just grind to get money to buy things, but do you think that's good game design when you have to grind and fight the same enemies over and over again just to get strong enough to fight a boss? I mean, it's it's part of the role playing genre, right? I mean. The you have a problem with it in Final Fantasy? I mean, yeah. yes. If I have a problem with it in Bloodborne, I have a problem with it because I think it should be skill based. Well, Final Fantasy is skill based, but you still have to level up your characters okay, to well be then, able to withstand the, the 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 fight. Then make the areas of the city bigger and give you more enemies to fight to get your XP up to where you're not having to go through the same sections over and over and over again. Yeah, I guess it's more it's that's just the uh, rinse and repeat kind of method. I mean, a lot of games do that for quite a while. That I I prefer that I prefer the way Bloodborne does it rather than the way that Elder Scrolls has recently done it since Oblivion. Um I don't like that enemies level with you in those games. That drives me absolutely nuts because there's no point in getting stronger. You could literally start the game with a sword and shield and do nothing else for the rest of the game and you could be just as good at the game as if you spent hundreds of hours discovering every corner of the thing before you do anything in the story because all of the enemies level with you. So that that's kind of kind of annoying. That's kind of cheap. I also know that there are plenty of people who played Bloodborne and Dark Souls and Demon Souls and all those games without um, grinding. That they know the game that well where they know the enemy patterns and they know that they could beat them with very little. There's There's... Uh, players out there that do a no upgrade run of Bloodborne and stuff like that, so it is possible, I guess. But um, I can understand it's, where it's not not for you, though. I get that. But uh, the more well, broader topic is: what are we taking off of this list, and what do we want to put on the list? Well, I I want to take off Fortnite Battle Royale. Absolutely, it's not even a finished game. Well. Battle Royale is never going to be a finished game because it's ever-evolving. But the reason I want to take this off is because this is... <sighs> it's, not a be- Royale... it's not a best game. It's what's hot. Yeah, it's a, it's a what's hot game. I mean, is it a good game? There's arguments to say it's not. But it's not... It's not a game that's good. It's just everybody's playing it, so it's got to be on the list. Well, the the point of this list is that if you're going to go buy a PS4 right now, these are the 12 games you should be playing. These are the ones that you should put on your system. Um, I I take a different approach to this list. I don't. I'm not necessarily putting games on the list that are for everybody. Like I don't want to try and get you know. Oh, you have XCOM for for if you like strategy games, and you have this if you like that. Um, if I'm going to put anything on a list of like, if some, if my best friend buys a PS4 tomorrow and he has played no games, I don't think the witness is on that list. I don't think, 
well, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think Fortnite is on that list because you can play Fortnite anywhere. I don't think, I, I even don't think Overwatch is on that list. Um, well, I, I let, let me, I, I just looked at this list again. Not that, okay, my fanboyism is going to come out here, but there's no Uncharted and no Last of Us on this list? Exactly. There's, well, though, I, you could make it, you could possibly make an argument for Uncharted 4. Last of Us was PS3. So let, let, let's leave remasters out of it. But the but the point is is what Stephen was just saying. If somebody was to buy a PlayStation Four right now, and just for argument's sake, this is their first PlayStation console ever. Yeah, Last of Us has to be on this list. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I would definitely put the Last of Us like that that remastered or the uh, whatever edition the H whatever the hell they called it. Um. I think that deserves to be on here. There's no, there's no Metal Gear Five on here, which I know a lot of people love. Absolutely. Um, which I know is isn't an exclusive, but at the same time, um, but none, but some of these aren't exclusives, right? No, most of them aren't. Only four of them are exclusive. Um, I just think I, I think there are, there are better options here, gentlemen. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, oh, I, I, I totally agree. It's hard to beat Horizon though. Well, yeah, I mean, Horizon's a staple. Horizon, Horizon, and God of War bookending this list, I think, are is is perfect. Um, well, go ahead. God, of, God of War absolutely should be on this. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know, but I know, I, XCOM Two is a great game, but like, I wouldn't tell everybody to go buy that. Like, you really need to like that genre of game to play. You know, to to really enjoy it. You know, and I'm I'm fine with Rocket League. Oh yeah, Rocket League. Uh, Rocket League is a tough game to master, but anybody can play it. And I've heard good, and I haven't played, but I've heard good things about The Witcher Three. Yeah, Witcher Three is a fantastic game. I, I'm completely obsessed with that game. I how, get back let into me it. ask you all something. Like with with Overnight and Fort Overwatch and Fortnite. Like, how much do you think people are influenced when making li- these lists on popularity of a current game? Well, that that's that's my argument for why we're getting rid of Battle Royales because it's it's a popularity thing. Well, the, the, those Fortnite's two games, a, those two games are. They they need to be popular because they're they're old they're online only. So I guess they if you want to play an online only game, the, these are the game the two games you should want to play because they're well, they have me, the largest audience. Let me let me ask you this, Stephen. Yep. If League of Legends was on PlayStation Four, you think it would be on this list? <sighs> two years ago, yeah. I'm talking today. I, I don't think it's it's as I think Overwatch overtook it as far as the player base and the zeitgeist and all that other stuff. And, and I think overwatch is a better game. Um, but I mean, for the same reason why I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put, um, XCOM on here or even the witness for the, I mean, the witness is, is a great puzzle game, but not everybody is going to enjoy that. You know what I mean? Like not everybody's going to enjoy that type of game. I feel in my opinion, like I would rather see like a next gen, I would rather see um, uh, what the hell is the game? Uh, House Mark, um, not Stardust. The uh, the one that launched with PS4. Oh, um, Resogun. Resogun. I would rather see Resogun on here than The Witness, in my opinion. I would rather see as as much as if it, of it has been blown out of the water since then. 
I, there's an argument in my camp that Second Son would be a good game to be on here. I know it's been yeah. be- beaten by other games as far as quality goes, but I don't know. There's something yeah, to be but said there. See, Second Second Gun was uh, Baby's first video game for PlayStation 4. It was. It was like Infamous 2.5. Yeah. And I, I mean, I... I I know this is not going to be a, a popular opinion, but I would. I also have an argument to take off Persona Five. I I can't say one way or another. I've never played it. Persona Five is the Japanese turn-based RPG of the generation. I don't think you can take it's that what, off. Well, Persona Five is. I, I I don't think I'm too crazy for saying this. Persona Five now. Persona games now are what Final Fantasy games were. For the SNES, I think I think it's more. I think the Persona games now are more like the Final Fantasy games on the PlayStation. I think seven, eight, nine, seven and nine, more specifically, were massive, massive gets for PlayStation because they weren't anywhere else. And the SNES games, you know, they're. They were great, but not all of them came out in the same regions. And some came in years later. Some came in a collection on PlayStation. Um, the the way I played my first Persona was on the Vita, and that was a port of a PlayStation Two game, I think. See, I tried to play Persona Four Golden on the Vita, and after sitting there for forty five minutes and not actually playing the game, just basically reading cutscenes, I turned it off and never went back. Yeah, I mean it's. It's very much... It's not for everybody. It's a Japanese RPG, but it is the absolute best Japanese RPG um, on the system. If you're, you know, if you came from, you know, playing games in the 90s and you, you've you played JRPGs before, I guess you could make that same argument then for XCOM because that's that's a very popular genre. Um, but wait, why, how come, like, all right, maybe not everybody plays baseball, but MLB The Show is the baseball game. Any other baseball game is absolute garbage. Well, is there any other baseball game? There's RBI baseball, but it's trash. It's absolutely okay. horrible. And they keep advertising it during Mets games, and it's driving me nuts. Like, don't, you dirty people. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That commercial's driving you nuts and not actually the Mets playing? No, I, I, no it, I've I've been a Mets fan for too long for that, for that shit to bother me. Not you can't tell that from your Facebook post. Yeah, I know. All right, so real quickly, we're 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 gonna put uh, Uncharted. Uncharted would definitely be on this list for us, right? Uncharted Four, absolutely. Okay. I, I I would say if somebody hadn't played video games or hadn't played video games in a long time and just picked up a picked up a four, I would say Uncharted Four would be on there. I'd even consider the Wolfenstein game. Ooh, yeah, because I've heard. Uh... I, I have it. I haven't played it yet, but everybody who's played it before me has said you need to play it. And and not that I want this, but I'm kind of surprised the Call of Duty game's not on there. Mm. Well, they haven't been good in, in quite a while. Um, they haven't been good in about 20 years. A game that I would recommend to anyone picking up a PS4, but I don't know if it deserves to be on the list, uh, but it's Until Dawn. Uh, it's a fantastic game. It's like yep. a great experience. It's spooky. It's it like it's fantastic, and I it, the the atmosphere and everything is fantastic. The game looks great, and I love how they weave like uh, ancient Native Amer like Native American mythology in there. But I don't know. Do you guys think it deserves to be on a list like this? 
I think it's it's. I mean, if you, I mean, Bloodborne is very well, mature. It, so yeah, I it, think yeah. For it sure. all depends on it all depends on what kind of 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 a game list you're making because when when you say something like that, what you were talking about until dawn, it made me think of Tales from the Borderlands. And I know well, that I was going to say, should we? Should there be a Telltale game on there? I, 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 know, I know a lot of people may knock it, but for me, I really enjoy Tales from the Borderlands. And if somebody was like, "Man, I'm looking, I'm looking for games to buy," I'd be like, "Hey, pick that up because it was really enjoyable." I'd just, rather just, put one of those games than than The Witness. Now I, I got to ask the the question, and I know I'm going to get groans. Should we put a VR game on this? No, because it's. For I don't PS4, know. Is not, there, not for PSVR. Is, is there a VR game that's worthy of being on there? You know, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, are, you've you've played more VR than I have. I dabbled. I dabbled with with uh, with Eagle Flight, which I enjoyed it for what it was, and I did the start. I did the Battlefront uh, VR one and that, and that was really cool. But is have you played any VR games that are more than just a glorified tech demo? Okay, yes, but there is what you would classify as a glorified tech demo is the Batman uh, Arkham VR. Now, yes, that is a glorified tech demo, but it's still good. And But an actual game that I wouldn't consider a tech demo is Moss. That game is phenomenal. Okay, I forgot about Moss. Um, but there are games like Eagle Flight, there, uh, Star Trek, uh, Robinson: The Journey. Um, now those are all games that you really got to dedicate some time in. Like Robinson: The Journey, I think is a ten-hour, twelve, twelve-hour game. That you know. When you're sitting in a room and you got the headset on and you got uh, the 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 VR headset on, you got a pair of headphones on. Excuse me. You you will need to take breaks. Uh, I would say every half hour to an hour, but they are definitely worth playing. I mean, you played Eagle Flight. That technically could be classified as a glorified tech demo. Well, yeah, but it is a legit game. It is, but I don't know if I'd classify it as the, you know, a a must-play game for the four. Well, listen, listen. I would not say, I would not put a Vita-exclusive game on the best PlayStation 4 games list. Correct. So we should not be putting a VR game on there at all, unless it could be played not in VR. Like, a game that should definitely be on this list, Resident Evil 7. Well, yes, that could be played... With the VR and without the no, VR. Resident Evil 7 should be on this list. See, I, I disagree. But can we please get back to my segue? <laughs> we could all agree that Uncharted should be on this list, correct? Yes, yes. Sir. Speaking of Uncharted, remember that Nathan Fillion garbage that we were arguing about a couple of weeks ago that we put up those teaser things? Well, it was a YouTube video. It was a 14-minute, uh, basically a fan film. Uh, starring Nathan Fillion and uh, Sugar, what was his, what's the guy's name? Um, so, uh, the one who he was going to play uh, Cable, and then he lost the part to Josh Josh Brolin. What the hell's his name? I, I uh, have no idea who you talk about. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll come up with it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it to you guys. What did you think of it? What did you think of the movie? Okay, first of all, I got I got I got to kick this off. 
That thing was fucking fantastic. I I agree. And I gotta I gotta say this before anybody else steals my glory. When he jumped out of that window and he went into the gunfight and they shot that entire thing as is as if you were playing the game. I stood up and cheered because that shit was fucking fantastic. A little cheesy, but it was definitely cool. Well, no, even, no, it no, wasn't cheesy at all. Even in the that be- was done to excellence. Even in the beginning. The camera shots for a fan film made it, it felt like it was a feature film. Yeah. How they were cut away. I, I, I said on social media, forget whatever Sony's planning. Let's kickstart this movie. Hell yeah. Stephen well, Lang was, Stephen Lang was the actor I was thinking of. He plays Sully. Let, let me ask you this. The, uh, do you think, Deadpool style that this was this guy's audition to say, hey, fuck whatever you got doing. Let me make the Uncharted movie. I absolutely hope so. (laughs) I think it was more along the lines of, "Okay, I'm not going to get to make the Uncharted movie, so I'm going to make this instead. And but he got Nathan Fillion to sign on to it. That's sure. That's I think Nathan Fillion had a lot to do with it. I think Nathan Fillion was one of those people that was like, well, if I can't play the guy, uh, you know, for the big movie, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get my fix and it's going to be, it's going to be great. He actually did an interview where he said, I still haven't even been asked to do it. Yep. He, now, it, it was, can we take it the other way and say, why didn't you go audition for it? But. Cause they don't, they don't, they don't give the part to people with AARP cards. Listen, he proved he could do the role. Oh, absolutely. He even sounded he literally like him. He even he sounded literally like just proved he can do that role. Absolutely. Nathan, Nathan Fillion's not old. But can't well, he's old if if they if their plans for a trilogy are true. He'll if, he'll be yeah, he'll be pushing if they're trying 60. to franchise this. <laughs> if but they're no. trying to franchise this, he's but, too old by the time he gets to the last movie. But don't franchise it. Well, they already said they're going to, so I mean, you can't throw that money away. Yeah, you, you can. You, Unless you they Spider-Man just film them back to back to back. They could just and do you, that. And you got Spider-Man, uh, what's his name? Tom Tom Holland. You could Tom just, Holland. Yeah. You could just, Who, I I like him. Yeah. He, he's playing the young Drake. Yeah. I mean I I still think that that movie's going to get canceled. Um I just it's just weird. It's just it, it's a strange thing to like why start with young Drake? Like all, all I gotta say is, if they do come out with this Uncharted movie, there needs to be a cameo by Nolan North. There needs to be a cameo by everybody. Well, uh, everybody may be pushing it, but Nolan North definitely has to make a cameo. Well, absolutely. Like, like Stan Lee style. <laughs> you could just use Nolan North for the for the uh, nameless grunts that that. <laughs> Uh, Nate <laughs> mows down. He just plays all of the guys getting killed. <laughs> he could he could do all those voices. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's we're we're sad that we were wrong and that it's not it wasn't a you know him revealing that he's playing the part and all that stuff. But we got a really cool movie out of it, and I have a funny feeling, tricky, and we could bookmark it now on this episode, episode three fifty four. I have a funny feeling they're going to make a lot more of these little little movies. I I think this is going to be a thing that they're going to do on YouTube. I I I hope so, but 
I I also hope they don't because I hope they actually greenlit this this director. What if they do they... Netflix instead? What if they do a, a like a like a Netflix series, like eight episode series? Ooh, an Uncharted miniseries? Yeah. You know what I'm a down. great Uncharted? You know what are great Uncharted movies? Indiana Jones. The Uncharted <laughs> the Games. National Treasure. <laughs> no, the Uncharted Games. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, but they they're also making a Metal Gear movie, so. Uh. <laughs> just confuse the. Uh, what, what what would you think about a God of War miniseries? I, it would be good. I mean, it it would be cool to see, but they would definitely have to like start from the beginning, give Segway. it give it some context. But Segway. Well, I was gonna say, what? Hey, tricky. What if they revealed in that movie that uh, Hideo Kojima was Psycho Mantis? Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's, that'd be great. I don't know what the fuck you're segueing to. Um, oh, I see. Sophie's trophies. I see. Uh, well, I wasn't done with the topics, but that's all right. If you want to, if you want to move along, that's fine. We can just move along. All right, that's going to do it for our regular news topics. Before we get into the topic of the week, which I feel like is not going to be nearly as spirited as a debate, because um, we already touched on a bunch of that argument beforehand. But before we get into our uh, topic of the week, which is going to be all about how trophies are the worst. Um, we're going to kick it over to Sid for Sophie's Trophies. Hi, Sid! Hey, guys. How are we all doing? Sid again with uh, Sophie's Trophies, episode 43. This week, guys, um, God of War, or God of War 2, uh, to carry on with the uh, God of War series thing I've kind of got going. Um, okay, let's get straight into it, guys, because this could be a long one. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is going. This could be a long one, guys, and uh, I do apologise if it uh, lasts a bit too long for your liking. But here we go. The first one, as always, is the Platinum uh, Trophy of Gaia. Unlock God of War 2 trophies. Uh, this is a 4.8 Ultra Rare trophy. The second one, guys, Breaking Wind. Now, it's pretty good, that name, I have to say. Um, Acquire Typhon's Bane. This is a 70.7% common trophy, guys. Typhon's Bane is the uh, bow and arrow type uh, weapon you uh, acquire. Big, tough, buff and rough. Uh, acquire Rage of the Titans. Again, a 70% common trophy. Um, Rage of the Titans is your... Uh, souped up attack uh, which you will acquire as you play the game uh, you use it by pressing both thumbsticks down and it gives uh, Kratos uh, invulnerability and really strong attacks doesn't last for ages and you build it up by attacking other enemies blue balls acquire Kronos rage this is a 65.2% common trophy, guys. Um, this one is like balls of electricity. Um, it's one of the spells that you get. Shiner, acquire the golden fleece. This is a 59.3% common trophy. Now, this one, guys, the golden fleece, it gives you the ability to parry, um, which is quite a good little move to use in uh, God of War 2, I have to say. Rock their world, acquire the head of Urail. Uh, I think I've said that right. Not too sure, guys. Uh, this one is a 57.9% common trophy. Now, this head gives you the ability to turn enemies to stone. Uriel. I can't even say the name. Anyway. Uh, Medusa's sister. That's what I'll call it from now on. Um, 
this is who that boss is. You acquire her head and she allows you to, uh, or the head allows you to turn enemies to stone. Learning to fly, acquire the Icarus wings. 53.7% common trophy. All these ones, guys, are really easy to get. You get them uh, during the course of the story. Uh, Icarus wings basically let you jump over large gaps and glide. Shaky ground. Uh, acquire Atlas Quake. This is a 52.4% common trophy. Um, it's like a, a ground pound kind of move, guys. Um, it's quite useful for uh, crowd control, I have to say. Okay, Death from Above 2009, defeat the Dark Rider for the first time. Now, this is an enemy that is, um, oh, what what's the word, guys? Uh, you only find it in God of War 2. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of the word, I have to say. Um, but anyway, this one is a 74.5% common trophy. Now, the Dark Rider is in uh, the Pegasus sections. Um, in God of War 2, you do have little flying sections. It is kind of on rails. You don't really do much, but the Dark Rider does attack you. Um, and you have to jump from your Pegasus after uh, uh, giving him enough damage. You do a little um, touch game, or whatever they're called. Uh, you know, press circle at the right time, press triangle at the right time. Quick time event, guys. Quick time event. Do one of those and you will take him out. Uh, I think in total of the whole game, guys, you have to do it three times. Um, but once you do it the first time, you will get that trophy. Resurrection. Climb from the pit of Hades. Again, Kratos ends up in Hades and you have to get out. Um, I think this one is only a small little section in Hades at the beginning of the game. Um, quick story beat in this one. Kratos is killed by Zeus after fighting the Colossus of Rhodes, which is a pretty good boss fight, guys, I have to say. Um, once you do that, you will end up in Hades. Uh, you have to climb up a wall with loads of arms coming out of it. Uh, take down the arms and climb out. Uh, it's right at the start of the game. Um, this one is a 77.1% common trophy. Rock hard, defeat the Titan Minotaur inside Atlas. Now, uh, very common trophy again, guys, 53.2%. Again, most of these are uh, story related. Um, the Titan inside Atlas. There are two of these, I believe, Rock Titan type things or Minotaurs. Um, the one you fight inside Atlas, um, you have to Beat it on a platform of lava that sinks into the ground. Um, it's, it's all timing based, guys. Once it starts sinking, jump onto the wall and hold on. Um, and then jump off again. It's not too difficult. Um, again, guys, with this one, just play the game on easy. Uh, there are no difficulty related trophies, which actually surprises me, to be honest. Um, and just a quick word of warning again, guys. If you play this on the Vita, don't forget to turn the system on and off again if you do anything else in between bouts of playing this game. Pick on the little guy. Win the battle outside of the Palace of the Fates. Um, this is again common, 52.1%. Uh, there is a battle with a... It says pick on the little guy, but he's quite a big guy. Um, he knows Kratos from the past. Um, and as you're trying to get to the Sister of Fates, um, who will give Kratos the power to go back in time and stop his own death. 
Um, little story spoiler again there, guys. Um, the story, let, let me just do this, guys. Sorry. The story in God of War 2, I have to say, is a damn sight better than God of War 1. Uh, Kratos starts out, he's a god. Um, he's not happy with his lot in life. He goes down to Athens. Um, ends up fighting the Colossus of Rhodes. Pisses Zeus off. Zeus kills Kratos. Gaia gives Kratos the ability to come back to life. Um, and then Kratos has to go to the Island of Fate to talk to the Sisters of Fate um, to change his destiny and stop Zeus killing him. So at the end, you go back in time to the point where Zeus kills you, uh, stop Zeus doing that, and then beat the shit out of Zeus. Uh, that is basically the story of God of War 2 in a nutshell. Uh, there's a, quite a bit more to it, but I enjoyed it. It's a great game, and some of the bosses are awesome. So, what you got on the hot plate? Solve the riddle of the Fire Phoenix statue. Uh, again, story-related. 50.6% common trophy. An easy one to do, just solve that puzzle. I'm not going to give you any hints on that one, guys. Uh, whip it good. Whip the steeds of time. 64.6% um, common trophy. With this one, guys, um, easy enough. You play the steeds of time level, which you're jumping about on some very big horses. Um, and you have to get them moving to pull the island of fate closer to you. Lift with your knees. Topple the temple in the Bog of the Forgotten, 59.9% common trophy. This one, guys, uh, there is a temple, as the title suggests. Um, you've got to work your way around and find a block to be able to put it onto the edge of the temple to give it some uh, weight, um, which makes it easier for you to lift from the other side. Swinger, cross the collapsing grapple bridge, a 54.0% common trophy. This one, guys, now... I had a bit of trouble with this one on the Vita. Never had any trouble with it on the PS2 version or the PS3. Um, I don't know why, but with the Vita, it can be quite awkward. There is a big section where you have to make time jumps and time swings across um, a big valley type area with a collapsing bridge. Um, it's easy enough to do, guys. Um, and if you do have trouble with it, just look it up. There is one jump that can be a little bit tricky. But get across there and that trophy will pop. Now we're getting to some of the uh, less uh, common trophies here, guys. Stoner. Stone and shatter 30 enemies. That is a rare trophy. 20.7% rarity. Um, easy enough, guys. Use the head of Medusa's sister. Turn 30 enemies to stone and shatter them uh, with your with your sword, blades, whatever you've got. Supersize, get a 500 hits combo. This is a 31.7% rare trophy. Um, honestly, guys, I can't remember where I got this in the game, but there are a couple of places where it is possible. If you have a big room full of lots of enemies and you use the electric attack, that gets you a hell of a lot of hits in one go. Uh, so, you know, just keep that in mind. Your magic attack is a really good one for boosting up your combo. Hitting your stride, power up any item. This one, 70.6% common trophy. Easy enough, guys. Collect your red orbs from your enemies. Use them to power up an item. I can't believe it. Collect all the Gorgonize. That is a 28.0% rare trophy. Go make a pillow. Collect all Phoenix feathers. A 29.3% uh, rare trophy. As always, guys, 
Gorgonize are health, Phoenix Feathers are magic. Um, you get them out of the chests that are lying around, so find all those. Pretty much the same amount as the uh, first game, to be honest. I think it's 20 in total of each. I saw collect 20 Cyclops eyes. Uh, now this one, guys, you have to really do this one. Because through the game there's only three or four Cyclops. The best way to do this one, guys, is to go in when you've opened the treasures and you can play... I can't remember what the mode is called, but it's basically where you set up your very own arena. Um, it could even be called arena mode, I'm not too sure. But basically, set up your arena, set the bad guy as a Cyclops, set for no attacking, so it doesn't attack you, um, and just uh, set it to repeat. So once you've killed one, another one appears, kill that one, another one appears, so on and so forth. Won't take you very long to do, to be honest, guys. So that is the best and quickest way of doing that. Boss Batch 1. Kill the Colossus of Rhodes, the Dark Rider, and Theseus. This is a common 65.3% trophy, guys. So just do what it says, play through the game and kill those bosses. Boss Batch 2. Kill the Barbarian King, Medusa's Sister, and Perseus. 54.9% uh, common trophy this one guys again kill those bosses uh, boss batch 3 kill the kraken and all three sisters of fate 41.2% rarity trophy again go through kill them easy enough daddy issues defeat Zeus or Zeus Zeus sorry guys uh, that is a 43.1% rare trophy he is the final boss of the game uh, rise and shine awaken the phoenix um, you need to get the phoenix easy enough you get it at the beginning of the game that is a 47.7% rare trophy open the wings of the temples of the fates this is a rare 50% uh, trophy guys this is near the end of the game uh, once you've done a fair few things you will open two big uh, giant doors which look like wings on the temple uh, Shine King, open the door to the temple of Medusa's sister. 58.9% common trophy. Again, once you uh, find that door and manage to get in there. Um, for that one, guys, you do need the Golden Fleece. You can't get in there without it, I have to say. Um, blowing your wad, max out all weapons and magic. 16 point, excuse me, 16.5% rare trophy. So, you know... Just keep playing the game till you've got enough orbs to max everything out. Beat the game on any difficulty. Like I said, no um, difficulty related trophies there, guys. So it's a 41.8% rare trophy. Um, less than I thought that, guys. I have to say, I think I would have thought more people would have got that. But there you go. Collect and use at least two urns of power. Uh, this is a 10.4% very rare trophy, guys. Um, the urns of power, they're hidden throughout some levels. There's six of them. They're not that difficult to find, to be honest. Um, and once you've collected them and you replay the game, uh, you can start again. Choose two of those. They do various things like give you invulnerability, give you the ability to earn twice as many um, orbs and things like that. Bleeding Thumbs, beat the challenge of the Titans. This is a 5.5% very rare trophy. Now guys, I have to say, 
This is a lot easier than God of War 1. At least in this one, you do have the chance to save in between each challenge, um, which gets rid of some of the frustration that can be found in God of War 1. 15 minute fight scene. Battle your way to the loom chamber in under 10 minutes. This is a 28.5% ultra rare trophy. Um, if you play it on easy guys, it's quick. It will take you 5 minutes tops. On harder difficulties, I can see it taking a very long time if you don't know what you're doing. There is a section that's going downhill. Every now and then it will be blocked off and you will be attacked by some pretty hard enemies and in pretty substantial numbers. Um, on easy it's not too bad, just fight your way through as quick as possible and you'll do okay. And the last trophy on this one guys, you know the Germans make good stuff. Collect all uber chests. That is an 8.2% very rare trophy. Um, I have to say uber chests, they're just big chests with more stuff. Um, orbs and what have you. Uh, I think there are three or four to find. Um, I can't quite remember how many. Um, but yeah, there you go guys. God of War 2. Better than God of War 1. Um, I think it ties with, in the original lot of games at least guys, with God of War 3. Um, Ascension isn't great. I will do a Sophie's Trophies on Ascension and also Ghost of Sparta and the other one, uh, Chains of Olympus. Um, so yeah, God of War 2. Um, I really liked this game when it came out, guys. Um, I still like it now. It was good to play through. Like I say, I did it on the Vita, um, but that problem with the trophies along the Vita can be annoying. So like I say, watch out for that if you ever do it. But everybody give some more love to the Vita. So, yep, that's it for this week, guys. Um, as always, Sid is 1978 on the PSN. Sid at Proven Gamer on the email. At Sidney um, on the Twitter. Or through the Trophy Horse Facebook group. And that's me done. Um, it will be a shorter game next week, guys, because I will be on holiday. Um, so I won't have time to do a really long one. Um, so... Yeah, that's it, guys. I'm going to go and play some more games on the Vita. Um, so, yeah, keep getting those trophies, guys. Thanks for listening, and bye. And we are back. Thank you very much, Sid, for your uh, Sophie's Trophies. Appreciate you, as bye, always. Sid. Indeed, bye, Sid. Um, all right, gentlemen, so we already touched on this topic organically in our Can I just previous... say before you do this that this the guy that wrote this article is a fucking idiot? That's fine. That's okay. perfectly fine because it's not really the article isn't really the important thing. Um, this was from PlayStation Enthusiast. It's from Vincent Bystri, Bistri maybe, but it's really the sentiments that um, I would like for us to discuss. The la very last paragraph of this article is exactly how I feel about trophies, and it is exactly why I stopped caring nearly as much as I used to, especially in the beginning of the PS3 days. And this is a quote. These merit systems have also driven me away from playing games that don't support them at all. This is mainly aimed at Nintendo, but if a game doesn't even have a platinum trophy on PSN, I'm unlikely to give it a shot in the first place. Since realizing this, I've tried to tone down my trophy addiction. Uh, it ebbs and flows, but that desire to go digging for trophies is uh, is very much alive. Dick. Dinging trophies, dinging. Dinging, sorry. Trophies. Dyslexia man strikes again. Here I come to Dave the Say. 
Um, I'm just not as much of a slave to it as I was a few years ago, and I'm thankful for that epiphany. Play video games that you enjoy and don't get caught up in the ephemeral gaming merit systems like I did is what I'm trying to say, I guess. This guy went to the Alexander's School of Journalism with his big words. He's right. Yeah, he is right. He's spot on. I don't okay. I don't care what the rest of the article said, but he was spot okay. on. He's right in I I have to agree with him now when he says these merit systems have driven me away from playing games that don't support them and this is mainly named, aimed at Nintendo because I, when I was playing uh Breath of the Wild, I was going after all of the shrines. Now, granted, I was going after the shrines to get enough hearts so I can go get the Master Sword. But after I beat that game, I had little desire to continue playing it. I beat in the game. There was no reward system for going to do all the shrines. It was over for me. Well, that's, and, that, but, but, that, but that's how most of Nintendo's games were. Well, yeah, that's, you, you beat the game and you moved on. Diff, no, right, that's but, how all but, video games were. Okay, yeah. <laughs> But the, 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 pro- the problem is that the trophies have made it. I mean, it's a good thing. It, it makes people play games longer on PlayStation, which is also always a good thing for developers and whatnot. But at the same time, if that's the only reason why you're still playing a game, that could be a problem. Okay, but this this that you you left out a part of this article, which I think is going to relate to Alex. And uh, reading from the article again, it says, Playing a great game and missing several trophies irks me. I really can't explain it, but I feel the need to require all the trophies in games I'm putting a lot of time into. While that certainly accomplishes the goal of extended replay value, it's often a boring task. And that's what Alex was going through with... uh, What was that one game that you had to get like 10,000 kills in, Alex? That was 100,000. It was Helldivers. Helldivers. Yeah. So, yeah... Trophies add replay value, but Alex, would you you say that's a boring task, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Who wants to grind that much? I sure as hell didn't. Um, you did, and the same thing with the WWE game. Yeah, you you had to get so many wins online. You had to get a ranking of gold online, and it takes hundreds, if not thousands, of matches to do that. It, trophies also like. Can we all admit that at some point we have looked at a trophy trophy difficulty list? And seen like, oh, this is an eight or this is a nine. I may not play this game, even though I kind of want to try it. Well, there, like, I, yeah. I yes and truth no. Be, truth be told, I to this day had have not played Heavily Sword because it doesn't have trophies, and I'm ashamed to admit that. But that's the God's honest truth. You do realize that they still have like Heavenly Sword used at like game stores, right? Yeah, but is that is that on PSN now? Our PlayStation uh, now? I believe it is. And still, it's only like a, what, a five-hour game? It's like, six, yeah, like six seven, and a half maybe. hours, yeah. I mean, that's a game I've always wanted to try, but I literally never went back to play it because I, I want to play games that got trophies in it. There, there's some kind of achievement system in it. You know, like, you know what the, the original achievement system was? Beating, beating the game. game. Beating yeah. the game. <laughs> Exactly. I, I, I and I, I know. I really. I just. I don't get like. Why do you need to have achievements? Who is it impressing? I get it. You do a podcast called Trophy Horse, but like, 
It, we do a po- we do a podcast called Trophy Horse. No, I'm saying the reason why it's it, it's important to you is because you do you know you are a trophy whore and like that jives with your with your persona. Well, and your, but if trophy if they announce please PS5 tomorrow and they say we're we're getting rid of trophies, it's it's we don't need it. We don't need trophies. You're what are you going to do? You're going to probably die. You're probably that's probably going to be the end of trophies. <laughs> no, no, I I I would probably complain initially, but it would just take something getting used to. Just like sure. trophies, just like trophies took something to get used to. I mean, honestly, I'd play through a game, I'd beat it, and I'd be like, "Okay, that was cool," and I'd move on to the next game. Now, right. w- now with the with with platinums and all the trophies, if there are games that I feel that I can get all the trophies, then yeah, I go back and I play it on the harder difficulties, and I try to get all the hard trophies. But there but are you- some, but there are some games that. I play, and I'm like, I'm not getting that platinum. I'm not grinding through the online or whatever. I'm just going to play the game. I'll get the trophies I can get, and I'm just going to enjoy the game. I'm waiting for the day when Sony reveals that they're going to get rid of all of our PSN accounts and get rid of trophies, <laughs> and the entire world just blows up. <laughs> um, See, I, hold on. I will say, I do want to say that, um, well, shit, what was I going to say now? Uh, trophies, like... No matter how many platinum trophies you get, it's never enough. So it's almost like a drug. Like you get a trophy, but then like it's like, well, what's next? It's never just kind of enough. You're never sated, so you're continually going after trophies, buying new games. So it's almost like a drug in that way, and it probably stimulates some of the same um, reactions in the brain as drugs do. I think one of my basic problems with trophies is that I have seen it. Uh, I've seen this scenario more often than I've seen the the the, con- the converse, which is people continue to play mediocre or bad games because they want to get the platinum trophy, rather than people who don't care about trophies decide, hey, I'm gonna play this great game a little bit more because I want to get that platinum trophy. I see that well, the bad part of that a lot too way more often. I mean, it's none of my business. You want to you want to use that use your time in that way. That's fine, but. It, I've seen it take over lives where they're like, oh, I gotta, I, I gotta get through, uh, you know, whatever the fuck, any game, uh, you know, black or whatever, not black. What was the name of that game? Uh, shit, what was the name of that dump game on on PS3? Uh, uh, Hi, not Hive, Haze. I gotta get through Haze. I gotta, you know, I wanna get that platinum trophy. Like, I don't even think Haze had a trophy, but uh, trophy. But list, see, but, <laughs> but see, he, he, here's the thing. Yes, I love trophies, but here's a, here's a fact because I'm look actually looking at my PSN profiles right now. Everybody knows I consider The Last of Us to be the greatest game ever made. In the PS3 version, I only have nine percent of those trophies. In the PlayStation Four version, I only have eight percent of those trophies. Like, yeah, trophies are something I go after. But if you guys remember, I when I was playing God of War, I said. I'm probably not getting this platinum because I don't want to, I don't want to play the frustrating part of this to earn a trophy and sour my experience. And then I wound up getting the platinum because I was able to do it. But like I will not go back and get the platinums in either version of The Last of Us that I have because I don't want to play that game on crushing mode. I enjoyed my experience and I don't want to go back. I I don't want to soil that the memory of it. If it wasn't if if it wasn't for the hundred and sixty games plus that you had to play online to get the platinum trophy, I would have gotten that one. Well, see that 
that's that was actually one of the the more appealing parts of the game was the online. Uh, I did I didn't that, like it. I I liked I liked Naughty Dog's approach to the Uncharted games for their their online trophies. Try this, try that, play a few of these. Okay, thank you. It, it, I I almost felt with The Last of Us, you're now forcing me to play your multiplayer. But it wasn't a bad multiplayer. It wasn't something they just tacked on. They actually put real content in it and it made it fun so like i i really don't like i mean we've the grinding trophies i hate those i really appreciate though like the clever trophies that like are nods back to things that you knew as a kid and maybe remember um like for instance in the Mega Man x legacy collection there are two trophies in the in the first game you have to cut off flame mammoth's uh, trunk and you have to knock armored armadillo's shell off Neither one are hard, but they're nice throwbacks to win, like, like little, like, secret things you might have found while playing the game the first time through. And I think those are clever. And I appreciate clever trophies more than I do, like, the, well, play the this ones. game for 10,000 hours and get this gold trophy. Well, if you guys remember, when you, if, if you ever got the Platinum in Deadpool, the, the Platinum name for that game was literally, okay, you can go trade it in the game now. Yeah, that was awesome. Hmm. All right. I mean, well, listen, listen. Trophies are the worst, and uh, it's okay. Tro- tro- it, they're they're a necessary listen. evil. Actually, no. They, achievements are the worst. Trophy trophies aren't bad, and I've said this before. There are some trophies like Alex is describing that are a real pain in the ass to go get. But overall, I like trophies because it forces you to play the game in a manner that you may not have dis- ever thought to play it in. And it adds an aspect to the game. Whether you like it or not, that aspect is a different story. But if there's a trophy for sniping a guy on one knee from 100 yards away, it teaches you the aspect of how to play that game in a different way where if you were a running gunner, this is actually teaching you to do it a little stealthier. And maybe you see the game in a different way. And that aspect about trophies I like. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like too many people continue to play shitty or or not or mediocre games. Guilty to play them differently, quote unquote, differently to get. I mean, I I agree. I think be playing a, a you know a game a little differently to earn these trophies is great. But when you get so obsessed with doing it that you play the, those shitty games to do that. I think that's that's the the problem I have with 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 trophies, and then it becomes this pissing contest. Who's got the bigger trophy? Like the, we start the show with bragging rights. Like that's basically what we do, and that's not the that's well, not why I play games. I well, play games we... to, to have spirited <laughs> discussions about the stories and gameplay, not about who was able to get a platinum trophy faster. Well, in in, in true transparency and honesty, the reason we do the trophy counts is to stay loyal to. What the show originally was was literally a, a show that only talked about how to get trophies, and then it merged into a PlayStation show. Indeed. So well, it's it's I, honoring it's, our roots. I mean, tricky, tricky mentioned how trophies will make you play games ways you never you know you wouldn't think to. The only way you need to play games is the way you want to. Unless you're crazy about trophies and have an addictive personality. No, well, I mean, look at uh, what was it? now. I've never I've never played the games. But uh, Dishonored, you could either play that game running gun style or you could play it stealthy. And there's trophies for playing it both ways. There's no kill runs and there's a murder 10,000 people on your way runs. 
play those type of trophies, like yeah, it could be frustrating to do a no kill run, but it may teach you different things about the game because you know you may hear a conversation that you didn't hear before because before the guy could have the conversation, you cut his head off. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think it's it's a good thing to motivate people to play good games longer. Um, but for every you know dishonored, there's you know Joe Danger. Um, hey, so. don't hey. don't knock Joe Danger. Just say, what's wrong with Joe Danger? I'm just it's saying, a modern, yeah. it's a modern age oh. psych bike. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I might not we... want to learn different ways of crashing a bike. That's all I'm saying. Uh, before you go on to the housekeeping, I just got to ask the question. Uh, yield. Yes. Uh, no Man's Sky has gotten a lot of updates late- lately. Have you tried it compared to where it was when it launched? I- I'm interested to see the opinion. No, I need- I've been wanting to get back into it uh, even before they did the next update, which everybody is like beaming about the next update. So, How long has it been since you played No Man's Sky? Oh, I don't know. Well, since launch? No... Well, you'd be happy to know, Yield, that it's finally gone gold. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, this is a PlayStation show, and we're done with the PlayStation part. So why don't we get into uh, the housekeeping? Let's let's wrap this show up. Let's clean this shit up. Damn right. Ladies and gentlemen, Proving Gamer is looking for help on the website. We're looking for writers, other podcasters, editors, uh, news reporters, whatever you can do. Uh, YouTube, streamers, uh, the whole the whole nine yards. If you want to help out on the website, if you want to be a part of the Proven Gamer family, please go to ProvenGamer.com and click on the Help Wanted tab and fill out an application and we will get back to you as soon as possible. If you want to be a part of this show that you're listening to right now, which is Trophy Horse, you can email us at TrophyHorse at ProvenGamer.com. That's TrophyHorse at ProvenGamer.com. You could also call us on our phone number, which is 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. You can follow us on Twitter at Proven Gamer. We don't really interact too much on the, on that, but you could get you could follow all of our latest news and articles on uh, Twitter at Proven Gamer. If you like this show, then you're gonna like our other our other shows. We have PG Spoilers, which is a um, user-generated, spirited, unedited uh, podcast for your enjoyment. We do that not really that regularly, but we keep promising we're going to do more of them. Uh, there's Nintendo Dual Screens, which is a Nintendo podcast where we discuss Nintendo's past, present, and future and the Nintendo news you absolutely need to know about. That's with me as your host and Andy Asimakis as my co-host. We have Game Stuff, which is a general games discussion podcast headed by Matt, Roberto, and Kalai. You can find all of these podcasts where you can find any podcast that and this show and and Nintendo dual screens, excuse me, bit my tongue a little bit, can be found on iHeartRadio and Spotify. So please review and subscribe. If you want to join our PlayStation 4 communities, we do have two and a half. And I say half because yield, you are going to take the other half of that of that two and a half. So we have the Proving Gamer PlayStation 4 community. And we have the T-Dubs Brothel, which is our trophy whores community because Shuhei Yoshida won't, won't let us say whores on the network. And also, yield, is you have the Platinum Guild. What what is the uh, what is the Platinum Guild, yield? So uh, the Platinum Guild is just a place where you can post your latest Platinums or ask for help if you're having trouble getting a... Uh, multiplayer trophy or if you're having trouble getting a specific trophy you can ask for help but mainly it's just posting your latest platinum so you can kind of just brag hey look this is what i did indeed 
Well, look, that's how you get in touch with us. That's how you can hang out with us. But we do have some sponsors before we get into our shout outs. We have two partnerships here. We are partnered up with Extra Life, which is a charity organization dedicated to raising money for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. We do have an Extra Life team and you could donate to it or even join it. Or you can make your own. You can go to extra-life.org or you can go to provinggamer.com and click on the Extra Life banner and, you know, you could... Join us. You could right there. It's a you know join team, and you could do it. You could raise money f- for your local children's hospital. It doesn't cost you anything, and you just raise money for sick kids. It's great. Um, our other partnership is with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a charity uh, group that gets games and software and sells them for really really cheap, and all of the proceeds go to charity. And our Humble Bundle store is linked to our Extra Life um, uh, page. So either way, if you buy from our Humble Bundle page, you're helping out. Uh, sick kids with the extra life charity we are also an amazon affiliate so if you go to provinggamer.com and you click on any amazon.com ad you do <clears throat> excuse me and you do your shopping like normal we get a little kickback that helps keep the, the lights on so please if you're looking to shop on amazon go to proving gamer first read some articles and click on the ad and, and then do your shopping and if you have amazon prime that means you have twitch prime which means you can give us a free twitch subscription at twitch.tv slash proven gamer you do it each and every month so you have to we, we try and send out reminders but we suck at it so we're getting better Right, Tricky? No, 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 I'm I'm very good at it. Yeah, we're just getting better. Somebody that I know <coughs> even just doesn't like to sub every month on time. Well, yeah, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> every month I hit up Steven. Go, hey, Steven, uh, it's Twitch time. He's like, no, 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 I got two more days. So, sometimes it doesn't let me do it on, on the day. Like I have to wait a couple of days. Anyway, yeah, you could support us at twitch.tv slash Proving Gamer. <laughs> and now that's going to bring us to our shout outs and we are going to start with yield yield shout them out so shout out as always to the pimps and the madams of the whoredom for listening downloading spreading everything that is proven gamer and trophy horrors thank you very much a uh, a shout out to alex steven and tricky for recording on a monday of all days and mm-hmm. i think that'll do it this week all right alex all right. Well, first of all, as usual, I want to thank the fans, the listeners. Thank you all for spending some time with us every week and being the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Whores. Um, without you all, this show would not be on Spotify. This show would not be on iHeartRadio. And we would not have done this 354 times now. Well, we haven't all done this 354 times, but the show as a whole would not have been around for 354 episodes. Uh, so thank you all very much. We cannot, we, we, there's no way we can possibly express our gratitude. Give a shout-out to the fellas here tonight, all of us together in one place. It's a rarity these days, but hey, we can make it happen. Tricky, Ben, and ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Oh, government names! Yield, and of course, Mr. Fontana, who was one half of the amazing Last Name podcast with Andy Asimakis. (laughs) You're still doing the government names. Oh, whatever. You said, he said Andy Asimakis. Andy Asimakis. (laughs) I, I was talking about Mr. Fontana. He doesn't right. care. I don't care. <laughs> I know he doesn't care. I'm just busting your chops. Shout out to Sweet Mama P on her first birthday. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Mr. Fontana and his wife for getting her to that year. Indeed. Indeed. And in three weeks, my son turns three. So I somehow got another one of these things to, to you know, make it. So it's great. Very nice. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to... Uh, Ashley and I went to a concert over the weekend in Indy, 
and uh, we saw Shine Down and Godsmack live. And I gotta say, both bands put on a fantastic show. Godsmack or um, Shine Down be my favorite band in the world. I was finally glad to get to see see them. Uh, and like I said, both sh- both bands put on a great show. Uh, and I want to give a sh- little bleed into my shout for Ashley, uh, my love, who actually when I missed the chance to go see Shine Down in Lexington. She looked up the next time that they would be around town and found out I was going to be in Annapolis, so she started the process of buying tickets to go see the show. So it's because of her I got to go see my favorite band. So thank you very much, honey. I love you very much. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, before I kick it to Tricky and you'll you'll do your shout out, shout out and close the show, um, I want to piggyback off of Alex's oh, – Alex, funny story. When my uh, my wife was a huge One Direction fan – I don't know why, but she was, oh, and she had Lord. tickets. She I'm had sorry. tickets to go see them at uh, the, I think it was MetLife Stadium. And well, she, we got pregnant, and then wound up moving to Colorado, and so she had to sell her ticket. So I did something very similar to what uh, Ashley did, and that was that I purchased tickets to the closest show to where we had moved to, which was in Kansas City. So from. Denver, Colorado, we drove eight and a half hours to Kansas City to go see One Direction. It was an absolutely miserable, miserable <laughs> evening, only because the show that was supposed to start at 7.30 started at 11, because the parking was such a disaster. The, the, there was, the lots were backed up all the way down the highway. Anyway, my shout-outs to my wife, who is out with her mother, who's visiting us. Shout-out to my mother-in-law. Um, thank you for supporting me always and everything that I do. And I really appreciate it. Thank you listeners for listening this long. Um, believe it or not, this is an actually, this is actually a shorter show than we normally do. I'm actually quite impressed, but as I kick it to tricky, it's I, I know, really long. I know what his abilities are. I know what he can do. And I'm not, I, we're at a, an hour and 20. I have no, I, I no doubt in my mind, this is going to an hour and 45. So, Tricky, with that being said, do your shout-out and close out the show. Uh, I'm actually going to surprise you and just do one shout-out this week. I don't believe you. I want proof. Just one shout-out. That's going to take him 30 minutes. Nope. I want to give a shout-out to the goddess, a.k.a. the future Mrs. Miller. So if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines. <laughs> <laughs>